Well, it's hard to believe that it's this is my first Christmas here at St. Leo, that it hasn't even been a full year since I've been here, because so many great things have happened already um, in my own life since I've shown up, and this parish, all of us together have grown in so many ways over the past year. 2021 was really a good year for us. And at this time of year, I usually like to take a moment to reflect and to kind of think about the ways that God has blessed me and, and others um, in my life around me over the past year. And uh, it's just a good thing to do annually and to recognize the way that God's moved. Well, I was driving down um, in, in my car one day, and I noticed uh, that usually I, I listen to Spotify as I'm driving. Uh, for those that are not familiar, that's an app that is... Um, it's for podcasting and also for music, and it has everything you ever want to listen to um, while you are driving or wherever you are on your phone. And so I was listening to Spotify, as I typically do as I drive, and um, it popped up a notification that, um, that, that basically they do this every year in December. They, it kind of wraps up the year for you on, on how you've listened uh, to the app. And it's, it's very nostalgic because it, it shows you, you know, these are the songs you listen to, and these are the genres you listen to, and these are the podcasts you listen to, and this is how many hours that you spent listening to these things. And, and it's, it's nostalgic because it, um, it's playing all your favorite songs as it's telling you this, and, and it's just a fun thing to look through. And I was, um, I was a little surprised at how many hours I spent on Spotify in the year 2021. I actually don't even remember the number because it was so high. And I thought to myself, man, I have really used this app. I listen to Spotify when I'm driving. I listen to it when I'm running. I listen to it when I'm in my house and I'm cooking or I'm just sitting on my back patio or whatever it is. I'm I'm, I'm using this app all the time. And I started to realize, you know, so many of us fill our lives with background noise. And it's not always bad. I mean, the things I was listening to were uplifting my spirit. I mean, I, I, and also renewing my mind. I listened to some really great podcasts and, um, and the music I listened to is wholesome. And so it is good for me. But I started to think, you know, how many of us, including myself, Perhaps listen a little too often to noise. If you're not a Spotify listener, maybe it's uh, YouTube or maybe it's uh, just a radio in the car. Maybe it's uh, talk radio or sports radio. Or maybe uh, if you're someone that is at home a lot, maybe it's the, the TV in the background, the news, or maybe, uh, maybe you find yourself on social media a lot, but whatever it is, we, we tend to fill our lives with a lot of noise. And that noise is not always bad, certainly not, but it does seem to be very prevalent in most of our lives. And at the same time, I don't think it's a coincidence that so many people came to me over the past year and said that they were struggling in their prayer life. I've had people come to me and say, you know, Father, whenever I try to pray, I sit down, I get ready, and my thoughts are all over the place. And I have a million things to think about, and I'm so distracted, 
and I just don't know where to go from there. I've had people say, you know, prayer used to be easy. I used to love to pray. I felt so close to God, and then now, lately, it just, it's like nothing. I hate to pray. It, it like, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard, and it's so discouraging because I don't know if I'll ever get back to that. I have people that say, you know, I'm struggling with a really tough decision, and I don't know what God's will is. I want to do God's will. I'm trying really hard to do God's will, and I'm trying to listen, and it's really hard to know if this is God. I I look for signs, and I analyze everything that happens, but it's really hard to tell if it's from God or if it's just me making up signs. People come to me and say, Father, what does God's voice sound like? How can I have a better relationship with him? How can I better recognize his voice? I don't think it's a coincidence that we as a society, me myself included, fill our lives with so much noise and yet have such a hard time hearing the voice of God. The fact of the matter is, God, when he became man, became Man in silence. God typically doesn't try to compete with the noise of the world. Typically, usually, when we have an experience with God, it happens in moments of quiet. It happens in those intimate moments of prayer or those unique experiences where we disconnect and remove ourselves from the chaos of the world. How awesome would it be if we did it a little more often? We heard in today's gospel, the story, part of the story of Christmas. What we know is that it wasn't quite as glamorous as sometimes we may think. That there was a bit of suffering involved. There was a bit of a challenge involved. We heard in today's gospel that Caesar Augustus declared that it would be a census year. This would happen periodically for them to keep um, tally on how many citizens were out there, and that helped them uh, figure out how many taxes they should charge. And when they took the census, it was important for everyone to go back to their family of origin, for them to go back to the town that they were from. And so Joseph was from Bethlehem. He was living in Nazareth. These two cities are about 90 miles apart which is not the worst thing in the world if you have a car. But back in the day, that was quite a journey. And so when the census was called, everybody is on pilgrimage. Everyone is traveling. Everyone's going to where they need to go in order to get to their hometown so that they can make it for the census. The problem is Joseph and Mary are in the final stages of this pregnancy. Mary's nine months pregnant, and she has to make a 90-mile journey probably on a donkey, through a long-traveled road where robbers and thieves are taking advantage of the travelers, especially vulnerable travelers that don't have a large group with them, especially vulnerable people like pregnant women. And they have to travel through not only in trying to protect themselves from these thieves, also from wild animals at nighttime. And they're traveling through this difficult journey, and they finally make it to Bethlehem. 
and there's no room for them anywhere. How can this be so? Well, because everybody's going to Bethlehem. Everybody's going to their hometown. There's no room for them at the inn. Nowhere, everywhere they go. And we see that that first Christmas night is filled with suffering, filled with anxiety, filled with perhaps a great wonder of what God's will must be. And yet, God becomes man, and he's stillborn. In an, unsuccess- in an unsuspecting place, in a manger, in a barn, God comes in silence. No one even realizes it, other than Mary, Joseph, a few shepherds, the angels. But for the most part, no one even recognizes that God comes in silence. And that's how God continues to come to us throughout the year, oftentimes in silence. But yet you and I far too often are afraid of silence. We're so afraid of silence, we, we, we can't help but do anything else but go into silence. Some would say, you know, I can't, I can't do silence, I'm too ADD, I just don't know how to stay still. Or some would say, okay, silence is scary because then I'm there with myself and I have to recognize who I am. Or some would say, I can't do it, I feel too lonely or I feel too bored or I feel too sad because I'm going through grief right now. And so silence becomes very frightening. But God came in silence and he says, do not be afraid. Because he is the light that shatters our darkness in those silent moments. My question for you tonight is this. Do you long for peace? Do you long for that interior peace? Do you long for world peace? Do you long for happiness? that deep sense of joy? Do you long to be understood and to understand? Do you long for love and to be loved and to be known? If so, this is Jesus that you seek. This is God made flesh. This is God putting these desires within you as you long for these big things. But the fact of the matter is that too often we feel otherwise. We feel scattered. We feel stressed. Maybe we feel sad. But when we feel these experiences, this is Jesus knocking on the door of our heart, saying, come, it's time for us to spend some time together. Perhaps we may feel lonely, Maybe we feel discouraged and depressed. Maybe we feel unsure about life and about our purpose. This is Jesus knocking on the door of our hearts saying, come, it's time for us to spend some time together. Maybe you feel angry. Maybe you feel afraid. Maybe you feel tired. This is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. He says, come. Spend some time with me. Spend some time with me because Jesus doesn't typically try to compete with the noise of the world because he knows he has something far greater and more profound in the silence. 
This is Jesus. Imagine how awesome it would be if we could be people that made space for silence in our lives on a regular basis. If we made space for God to actually speak into our hearts so that we may hear. Imagine how awesome that would be if we did this regularly. There's a number of things we could do. Maybe we can unplug a little bit. Maybe we can make it, heck, maybe tomorrow morning when we're with family, we could just choose to put our phones away. Or maybe we can make it a rule that at the dinner table, we're not going to use the phones. Or maybe we can say, you know what, maybe once a week as we're driving to work or we're driving to school, we're not going to turn the radio on. We're just going to drive in silence. Or maybe uh, next time you go and exercise, you're going to exercise in silence. Or maybe one night a week you say, you know what, we're not going to have the TV on. We're going to make space for our family to be present to each other. By making space, God is able to come into our lives and to make himself known. And so that when we feel stressed and scattered and sad or angry, we're able to hear God's voice in it because we're not running away and trying to numb our feelings. We're not trying to distract our thoughts away from our misery in life. Instead, we have the courage and the boldness to say, Lord, here I am, and I'm ready for you to be the light in my darkness. And God is ready. He's ready, but we too often don't make space for silence. But how often, how awesome it would be if we, every single day, had a space for him. How bold it would be if we would make 30 minutes every day for silent prayer. Quiet, undistracted prayer, whatever our prayer would be, whatever that looks like for us. Imagine how much less we would complain about not being able to hear God's voice. Imagine how much more faith we would have next year around this Christmas season because we make space for him, because we know God speaks in silence. I believe this is what God wants for us. As beautiful as tonight is, we can see a baby in a manger, the light of the world, coming on a silent night, a holy night, where all is calm and all is bright. We too can rediscover Jesus every single day as we make space for him by creating more silence in our lives. Amen.